Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, then please do not continue to listen until after you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we will be covering Carrie from 1976, but before we jump into the episode, we do want to, on a more serious note, just let everyone know that there is a trigger warning for this episode. Um, There will be a mention of uh, physical and verbal abuse, as well as the mention of rape, but just want to have that out first, so that way no one's surprised, but... Off to the the episode. Yes. And this is a listener request. So thank you, Nicole, for recommending that we watch this movie to review it. Yes, thank you. And before we go on to the summary, uh, what tea are you drinking today, Jess? I am drinking Bigelow's Infusion and Herbal Infusion. It's one of their botanicals line. And it's the Blueberry Citrus Basil. Ooh. So nice, cool, refreshing drink it is caffeine free kind of wish it had caffeine but nobody's perfect (laughs) and it is delicious (laughs) so today i am drinking the rishi blueberry hibiscus tea we both wanted blueberry today (laughs) blueberry (laughs) (laughs) that does sound good though blueberry hibiscus yeah i kind of wish it had caffeine because that's that's my life right now but a little bit. <laughs> like, I've become addicted to the sparkling ice, the ones that I drank for the live stream. Oh, they're so tasty. We're not sponsored. The product placement. No, we're, we're, no, we're not sponsored. I make bad choices. <laughs> no, I understand. I, um, I've been drinking these other sparkling waters that have caffeine. They're the AHA brand. And I just got some in, I found them on Amazon. They're a bubbly brand that have caffeine. Yeah, it's like I've tried both of those and the flavor. Like, I really liked that the AHA one had caffeine, but it it tasted more like drinking Perrier to me. Well, this one actually, like, it says it's blueberry or blue raspberry, and it tastes like freaking blue raspberry. Like, it punches you in the face. (laughs) I wondered about those. So... What's funny is a lot of their other drinks in the AHA brand really do have a lot more flavor. It's just specifically that one for some reason, the the citrus green tea yeah. flavor that has very, very, very little flavor. See, for like me, the other ones were more like LaCroix too, where it's like you can, t- you can smell the flavor, but then whenever you taste it, I, I couldn't taste anything. I was really, I was kind of disappointed. I'm like... Oh. You lied to me. <laughs> I, I got a lot of flavor out of it. Maybe your tongue just sucks. Well, excuse <laughs> me. Okay, we are going to stay focused here, guys. It's a. It's been a long morning. Okay, so. <laughs> so Carrie. Entertainment. No, I need to say, yeah, yeah. We're still on the summary. We were talking about tea this whole time. <laughs> Anyways. So this movie is about a girl named Carrie White, and she is extremely 
shy. She doesn't have any friends at school. Um, she's getting viciously bullied. And you know, essentially, the film follows her through her basic life of being bullied at school and then coming home and being abused, essentially, by her mother. The, the movie opens up with her having her very first menstrual cycle. She has no idea what that is, so she thinks she's dying, and the girls are laughing at her and throwing tampons and doing horrible stuff. Well, then she comes home, and her mother's like, you got your period because you're a sinner, just like Eve, and just you know, makes a whole other thing. Yeah, I we will go into more detail, but that's the gist. It just follows this teenage girl and her life of being bullied and being abused by those around her and just trying to fit into her, find her way in life, essentially. But as far as entertainment goes... If you're okay going first, I think you should, because I have a lot written down for entertainment. Okay, sure. I don't mind going first for this one. So for entertainment, I would personally give it a six. It's not really a horror movie in the traditional sense until the end. It's more of a social commentary and mostly a tragedy. I know we both kind of watched this in our younger years. and um. I know I definitely felt she was justified when I was younger doing what she did and getting back at the bullies and everything and her mom who was awful. But looking at it now and seeing the little bit of good and good intentions and things that they were there were people trying to help her and trying to reach out and kind of make amends, it does make it a lot more sad to see everything unfold the way it did. First, it just makes you uncomfortable with the bullying and then the abuse and unhealthy relationships all around between, you know, teachers and kids, how they're striking them and all. And I know that was a product of the times, different time now. It would definitely not be accepted here. But like the principal doesn't even care at all about the situation. He couldn't care less. He didn't even use her real name after they corrected him a couple of times. And the teacher, you can tell she really does care about her and she's trying to help her out and trying to encourage her, but a lot of her methods just kind of fall short. <laughs> and she's very, very harsh toward the other girls and her methods end up pushing them towards harsher methods of bullying. Mm -hmm. And just horrible pranks and animal slaughter and <laughs> breaking and entering <laughs> and all these things that are not good. And then the mom, just her severe religious views and she has no leeway whatsoever. She is very, very unbending, very, very set in her ways. She doesn't try to listen to her daughter at all. When she tells her, I didn't do anything, I haven't done anything, I don't plan on doing anything, like, I just wanted to know what was going on, why didn't you tell me <laughs> about my period, and this is what's going to happen to my body, and it's awful, why? <laughs> but it's just, it's a very, very sad situation. I feel like the girl that tried to help her... Um, by convincing her boyfriend to take her to the prom, 
she really did have good intentions and tried to think of a way to make amends. It's kind of an odd way to do so, but I get it. And I feel like she was a little slow on the uptake when she noticed the bucket. Yeah. The rope there. <laughs> and uh, didn't move Carrie out of the way first. And instead tried to, to see who was there and tried to get at them. And that's when the teacher noticed and thought it was more she was going to try to interfere when Carrie's having a, a moment where she's finally accepted. But there were a few different times when it all could have been avoided. And a lot of that could have just been more people reaching out to her and trying to help her or even just to listen and to understand her. Because a lot of them didn't really listen. <laughs> even the teacher, when she was trying to encourage her, she like shut her down a lot of times <laughs> when she was talking and just like listen to them and see where they're coming from. Then respond. <laughs> but don't just shut down everything they say. <laughs> So, I don't know. It It's more of a sad movie now, watching it after a few years with fresh eyes. Yeah. On mine, I would rate the entertainment skill for me personally a 6.5. It's a very uncomfortable movie to watch, but you get a lot out of it. I definitely felt the exact same way as far as... Um, watching it as a teenager versus watching it as an adult. Like, as a teenager, being an angsty teen, I was a bit vindictive. And at the end of Carrie, I'm like, yes, sweet revenge! You know, she gets to, you know, make everyone who treated her wrong, um, she made them pay. And, you know, I will admit that I was bullied uh, at school. Not... Not as much during high school. It was more like elementary, middle school, and ninth grade because that was a separate building for us. But yeah, but it's like watching it now, it really is a tragedy to where it's like when she goes to prom and she, you see that she's actually starting to find her own and she's starting to be accepted. Like she was so close to having the sim most simple thing that she wanted just to be accepted but then it was just all ripped from her because of the prank. But it's also ripped from her by the fact that she kills everyone. Like, she she literally demonized herself by doing that. But, yeah, this this movie, there's a, there's a lot of different elements. Like, you have the element of the religious aspect where the mother is using it as a tool of abuse and using it as a tool to oppress her daughter and herself, you know, saying that, you know, women are sinners and all of this stuff, which later you find out that the mother was raped. And she she makes a comment on how she, despite it originally being not consensual, that she ended up enjoying it and it made her feel very sinful. So in, in uh, some aspects you could think of this movie also as a addressing mental health because I mean if her mom had addressed her past in a very healthy or a healthier way then maybe her mother wouldn't have been you know so like abusive and so like blaming the woman type of mindset and it also with Carrie being like telekinetic and being kind of dragged down by her mother. It's it's almost like the 
cycle of abuse continued from like the mother being raped and then the mother putting it out on Carrie when it was, you know, obviously Carrie couldn't help that. But yeah, this this movie in general is a pretty mean-spirited movie. Of uh, the majority of the people are abusive in some way, whether it be like slapping a lot or there was a lot of slapping. We should have had a slap counter. <laughs> I know. Or or just like verbally abusive, which I mean to be fair, it doesn't matter if whether or not nowadays we had accepted. Back then it wasn't any more okay than it is nowadays. It's just, you know, back then they're like, oh, you know, they kind of almost encompassed some level of abuse and in discipline, which I am so glad that that is not so much the case nowadays. But yeah, the, I totally agree. The PE teacher caused a lot of this tragedy for Carrie because it's like, yes, the girls were rightly punished by the PE teacher, but the way that the PE teacher was so vengeful against them that it I think in a lot of ways made the girls that were doing the bullying feel like victims themselves. And it's like you don't you don't punish someone so harshly that you make them feel like the victim because then it completely destroys the the original purpose of the the discipline. And plus, you know, it's the continuing the cycle of abuse kind of idea. But yeah, it's like her doing acting like that would have uh, if she hadn't have done that, then it would have prevented the whole pig blood thing. Well, more than likely, it, it might have helped. They yeah. might have done something a little less harsh. Yeah, and a little less, you know, misdemeanors and things like that. Yeah, and then breaking and entering and yeah, slaughtering an animal. And then the teacher. <laughs> Pulling the one girl out of the prom that was actually realizing what was happening and the teacher was too stupid <laughs> to well, figure she out. didn't see the whole picture. She I didn't know. notice the bucket or the rope or but what still her fault. With, with the stage itself, all she could see was the guy that took Carrie to prom, which she knew was the other girl's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. He turned and kissed Carrie and she knows that the girl saw it. So she's thinking probably she's going to try to interfere and mess up Carrie's moment when really she's just trying to help. Yeah. But she doesn't know that because she doesn't see it. She I know. But thing. like the girl was literally trying to point out what was happening and the teacher's like, oh, no, no, no. You need to get out. So that, that was pretty maddening. But I really enjoyed that. It's like... <sighs> There's not really a good person in this movie. Like, Carrie, for 98% of the film, is considered a, a very sympathetic, good person. But then at the end, with her telekinesis and all of the the violence that she did, it's like that then turns her into, at least in my eyes, a villain. It's just so... I don't know. It's so interesting. It's like there's so many different... It's like if this didn't happen, then this would change and stuff. Like thinking of the girl pushing Carrie aside and like maybe she got covered in pig blood instead. Like that would have had a huge impact on Carrie and realizing, oh, 
it's like, yes, some people are still going to hate me, but there are some people in this world that truly have my back. Well, I also don't think a lot of the destruction was necessarily her fault. Yes, she did close the doors and yes, she did get out the hose, but a lot of the destruction was actually caused by the people panicking, panicking yeah. and trying to grab the hose and like turning it to the worst places ever. Like they turned it toward the lights and toward the stage right next to the microphone, and which were not wired very well, clearly. And it just, they compounded the issue and made it so much worse with their own panic and mentality. So it wasn't entirely her fault. Yeah. And the car was actually more self-defense. The girl was definitely 100% going to ram her. Yeah. And that would almost certainly have killed her. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing when with you bringing up the, the kids causing a lot of the additional destruction, I almost wonder if it's symbolism for, like, them... Uh, man, I can't think today. Them... Putting the, <laughs> putting the, um, almost like creating their own consequences type of thing is like you, you reap what you sow, but have it in like a physical representation. I don't know. It's like this movie, at least for me personally, I can really go down the, the rabbit hole and see the different things like from the, I mean, the symbolism of femininity and being oppressed, that, that stuff is pretty out there and obvious, I feel like, if you, you know, look even slightly below the surface, if even. But the additional stuff about commentary on, like, you know, causing your own tragedy or, um, you know, or trying to choose your destiny only to, you know, ruin your own destiny, like, that stuff is a little bit more below the surface and I've, I find it really fascinating and it makes me almost want to pick apart the movie and be like, how far does this rabbit hole go? Yeah. I do feel really, really bad for the girl that tried to help though. Yeah. Cause like this whole thing has probably put her off the idea of helping anyone ever <laughs> going forward. Yeah. And I just wonder how much guilt she feels in talking her boyfriend into going with someone she knew he didn't want to go with first off it was so sad though he was a perfect gentleman i know he was so sweet to her yeah he tried he really really tried to make it a nice night for her it was um not always very well done i feel like he kind of let her on a little bit yeah and he's a bit too pushy a little, but he was also trying to get her to break out of her shell. Yeah. So I can kind of see why he was going about it the way he did a little bit. But I don't know. I just feel like, because at some point when you have survivor's guilt like that too, in addition to the guilt of being like the only one that survived, it also probably wouldn't have happened if she hadn't convinced her boyfriend to take her. Yeah. She probably would have stayed at home instead of going to the prom at all. She wouldn't have had the prank played on her. And life would have gone on as normal. It'd still be kind of sad, and it probably would have taken her very 
a, a very long time, if ever, to break out of her shell a little bit and to come into herself more. But everybody else probably would have lived. <laughs> well, I also wonder if, you know, if that... Because that prom, that was probably, I would imagine, the happiest day in her in her life, sadly enough. And so I almost wonder, as far as like the pros and cons, if if it truly would have been better for her to just continue leaving, living her life in mediocrity without feeling accepted by anyone, you know, always feeling the impact of the abuse she's had and the bullying, or if it was truly worth the tragedy for that one single moment where she was the happiest that she had ever been in her life. See, I think she could have gone about it a different way. Like, instead of trying to convince her boyfriend to go with someone he didn't want to go with, why not sit down with her and apologize? Yeah. And ask about her and maybe try to just understand her and become friends with her. Yeah. That probably would have made her just as happy, if not more so, because, yeah, it's not a romantic relationship, but someone out there cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And understands. And it's someone her age that she can relate to and talk with and bond with. So I feel like she could have done it a different way. Yeah. And I could see her not wanting to do that just because she not doesn't necessarily like Carrie. She just feels bad on like what happened to her. So it's like, oh, at the prom, it's a very easy, oh, we make her night special and then we move on with our lives and pretend that didn't happen versus trying to have a, a lasting friendship with her or some level of friendship with her and, you know, keeping her in her life. I don't know. That, that's kind of what my thinking is on that character. Yeah, I suppose. But also prom tends to be one of those like, milestones in your life yeah people are always saying you know oh you'll always remember it and i'll i remember bits and pieces yeah <laughs> it, prom's overrated it really is i feel like graduation's a little more overrated like not the act of graduating itself just the ceremony bit personally but we also went to a school that is massive yeah I remember falling asleep during graduation. Yes. Like, I think they had, I fell asleep around, like, the C's or D's. And whenever I woke up, they were at, like, the K's. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> we had, was it 1,200 people in our class? I don't know. It was ridiculous. 1,296. Uh, yeah. 1,296. Yeah, so it's like the Carrie was definitely in a much smaller of a school. So it was hard for us to relate on, you know, the the closeness of the students and the constant following. Like the the bullying that happened to me was whenever I was in a smaller class and so it was easier for people to, you know, pick out <laughs> pick out people. But like whenever you're in a huge school, I mean I, I'm sure there were instances of bullying still, but I felt a lot more anonymous and it was a lot easier to hide because you're not the only quiet one in the school. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it kind of reminds me of like fish. Uh, I don't know if 
anyone else keeps fish as a hobby or anything, but if you get a fin nipper, for example, or like a really aggressive kind of fish like bettas tend to be, they can be kept in a community. We actually have a king betta, Poseidon. I don't know if you guys have seen him on some of our posts about pets, but he's in a, a tank with a bunch of tetra. And we have a lot of tetra in there because if you have a bunch of the the smaller fish in there, it's very, very difficult for him to single out one fish yeah, to nip at and annoy. I don't have anything else for the entertainment skill. I will go ahead and go first with the assumption that I have less to say than you. Because <laughs> that's normally how it works. So for the realism... I would rate it it's a six. And the reason being is even though it's not very common that, you know, there would be a student that would not only be bullied, but be heavily abused by their parents, like, you know, have all, in general all out abuse, like everywhere in all aspects of their life. It's totally possible. And I'm sure that, unfortunately, there have been quite a few people that have lived the entirety, or if not most of their childhood, in some cycle of abuse, whether you know, where they have no safe place to go, and I think that's a part of why Carrie finds out that she has telekinesis and she really breaks through and has like a surge of you know anger and energy that causes the tragedy at the end. But yeah, like finding out that she doesn't have a menstrual cycle until she actually gets her first menstrual cycle. Like sex education is way better than it used to be, but there's still quite a bit of controversy even nowadays about if there should be sex ed in school and if there is, how much should there be? And there's a lot of uh, private schools or homeschools where there it's not even brought up until it's a need-to-know thing. And especially at the time in the 70s, that was a lot more prevalent of an issue. So it's like in my head, I compare it to present day. I'm like, if it's that big of an issue still for present day, then, you know, all the way back in the 70s, I can totally see that happening unfortunately. And the, uh, the I do want to make the comment that the, the teacher slapping the students and verbally abusing them, like the PE teacher was by far like one of the nicest people in the movie, but she still slapped her students. And like to the bully, she was um, telling her to like choke on her gum. It's like that would not fly nowadays. Like you don't, it, I don't care how awful a student was it's like no one deserves to be talked like that. It's back in the seventies and probably like even like nineties up to the nineties is very much thought that you know bullies are just bad kids, and you know you just need to focus on. It's like <laughs> it's two sides of the coin, where it's like either the victims of the bullying, you know, you need to coddle the victims, or the victims of the bullying need to toughen up. Mm-hmm. and bully back or or whatever but nowadays we we very much understand that bullying is essentially an outlet for something bad happening to the kid when they're not at school though carrie is very interesting to where the bully doesn't really seem like she's going through a whole lot but i think that's just a reflection of the time and what we 
what we now understand of what can perpetuate bullying. Not that bullying is ever okay, but whenever you understand why someone is doing what they're doing, then it helps you to be able to either prevent it or resolve it. But yeah, I don't really have a whole lot else to add. I guess in addition, I can see religion being used in a abusive, in oppressive way, unfortunately, as being very realistic. Um, I'm not going to go <laughs> too much of a rant on that. But yeah, it's like there, there's so many aspects of this movie where it's like, yes, a lot of the scenes and a lot of what happens can technically be considered over-exaggerated, but I've seen some really bad examples of bullying and the outcome that's caused. Same with, you know, at home, whether the abuse is perpetuated by religion or or alcoholism or whatever the case may be. Because it's like, you know, it's not necessarily the, the religion that causes the abuse. It's, it's, a, it's a tool that people use to justify what they're doing. Um, All the time. Just a lot of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, totally, unfortunately, a realistic scenario. What about you, Jess? So, I would probably give it a six as well. I can see a lot of these situations happening. And it was a different time, so I can see a lot of the slaps and everything being considered discipline. They also did tend to be fairly harsh with a lot of the detentions and everything. So, And with her being a PE teacher, I can kind of see that. I'm a little surprised that she didn't make the drills a little slower because they'd be more effective that way and it would make them more sore, which would make them remember the lesson a bit better. But I, I don't know. It, it's kind of a weird situation because it's such a different time. It's a little hard to gauge what would happen and what wouldn't happen. It'll probably be a little bit easier with a couple of the others that Nicole recommended. But I can see the abuse at home happening using religion to to keep her oppressed and everything and to make her feel like everything is her fault, even though it's not. <laughs> like, it's a natural thing that happens. And unfortunately, I can, I can also see her being, like, locked in a closet as kind of a form of timeout. Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay in any way, shape, or form. But I can see it happening. Yeah. I can't really see much the girl convincing the boyfriend to take her to the prom. Yeah, that's kind of out there. A little bit. It might, but mm, probably not. <laughs> and of course, we have to set aside, you know, <laughs> telekinesis is a thing. <laughs> but... What I don't see happening is when she's just starting to realize that some of the things that's happening is her. I don't see, like, for example, when the mirror breaks, when she's looking at it, and her mom comes up, like, immediately, <laughs> how she was able to put the mirror back when she doesn't quite understand how the powers work yet. Mm. But the mirror was put back together. Mm -hmm. I can see her easily, like, gathering the pieces and shoving them somewhere. <laughs> so maybe she doesn't notice that the reflective surface is missing. Mm -hmm. 
but I don't really see her like using her powers to fix it or even grabbing the pieces to put them back up there. It shattered also, by the way, in a lot more pieces than what it showed when it was put back together. <laughs> so call him bull on that. <laughs> I'm also calling bull when she goes home after the whole incident started and her mother stabs her and pushes her down the staircase lined with a ton of candles <laughs> and she doesn't knock over a single candle or catch herself on fire the entire way down no maybe her telekinesis was protecting her <laughs> call him bull on that one nope it's not how that works also yeah the wiring might have been bad but i don't think it would really set I don't think it would make the microphone stand that conductive of a surface. Like, I don't think the wiring would have... I, I get that everything's wet. I do. But I don't think it would have lit up the two guys holding the microphone stand like that. Yeah. Like, that's not how electrocution works. Not really. And if it's making them go off and the entire floor has been coated in water a very, very conductive material, why is nobody else anywhere near them also getting electrocuted? Yeah. You see the footage of birds getting shocked by, like, the big, huge power lines. And so you don't, they don't catch on fire. They just, they either poof <laughs> or, or they just get shocked and then they fall to the ground. And it's yeah. like with something as, strong as those power lines i think that kind of reflects what would happen with you know what happened in the movie in a more real life scenario yeah i mean if you if you view it as almost kind of a taser then they still wouldn't have caught fire yeah <laughs> especially when they were drenched by the hose too yeah <laughs> that's not how that do so there are just a few things that doesn't quite make sense to me but the movie as a whole is, setting aside the telekinesis, rather believable. Yeah. So this one actually gets one of our higher realism ratings. Yeah, this is one of the highest I think we've ever had for a movie. We had a couple others, but they're very, very few and far between. So this yeah. one was done fairly well. Again, some of it we kind of suspended because we don't necessarily know if that would actually be how it works or not. But on the whole, what we can gauge, it was pretty believable. Yeah, and honestly, I think the fact that it is more realistic makes Carrie all the more sympathetic of a character because you can totally see that happening to someone. Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to give a huge thank you to Nicole for requesting Carrie. And we are doing the other movies that you uh, requested. So please stay tuned. Those are coming up. And we have like a whole set. Yes. And since uh, this is your favorite or either one of your favorite movies, um, I would love for you to comment and let us know, you know, why you why it's your favorite movie, your thoughts on it. And anyone else, like if you really enjoy Carrie, we want to 
know your perspective? Like, is it the the deeper symbolism and all of that? Or is it just you you just like the movie in general because it's a movie? (laughs) Yeah, you just like the carnage and the revenge. And yeah, just we would love to continue growing our community. And, you know, we want to know your guys' thoughts, too, so we can continue the conversation. Let us know your favorite parts as well. Yes, let us know your favorite parts, least favorite parts. Do you think she was justified in her actions, or do you just view it as a tragedy like we do mm-hmm. as well? Yeah. We do have a few more, like we said, Nicole did recommend a few movies. So we're going to have basically a whole block for you, Nicole. And we're going to do all of them one after the other. So the next movie, guys, will be The Rage, Carrie 2. Yes. So keep an eye out for that next week, guys. Uh, If you have any other movies that you'd like to recommend for us to watch and review, please let us know. We'll get to them after we get to Nicole's. And if you have any recommendations on games for live streams that you want us to, to play, then please let us know about those as well. Yes. And in the meantime, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.